You're listening to ATL Talks Radio, Atlanta's number one streaming talk radio station. This is the Barrington Report. I am Barrington Martin II coming to you live this wonderful Thursday evening here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thursday, February 1st, 2024. You can listen to ATL Talks on Apple, Google App, Alexa, Apple CarPlay, and of course, www.atltalks.com. Beautiful people, I have so much to discuss. Today may not be a day for current events, and I think today is going to be more so of a lecture slash soapbox type of days because I want to go through some things that I've been noticing, especially um, within society, especially going on with the news, but more so notably with human beings and with people. Now, before I get into one specific current event, before I get into the news and things that have happened for the last two weeks, I want to talk about an observation that I have made. First and foremost, before I continue on, I want to give a good shout out to the wonderful people at Cluster Media. You guys do me a favor and follow Cluster Media on all socials, particularly um, IG. Um, please tune in to ATO Talks on other days that I'm not on. There's a lot of great programming. Shout out to G. Um, shout out to my other sister stations because they also have wonderful programming as well. However, let's get in right to it. Um, one of the things that I have noticed and I'm starting to think about and um, a theory that I'm coming up with is that the human brain has changed, right? It seems that we have gotten accustomed due to social media and due to technological devices, specifically the phone and the front facing camera. We have gotten to this notion of behaviors that are totally different from behaviors of yesteryear. And I believe that essentially brain patterns in respect to um, attention, in respect to the dopamine releases, and in respect to, um, what do you call it, um, getting affirmed or, um, you know, just, just showcasing yourself to the world has been something that has become the norm. And I think that it is becoming almost ingrained within the human genome in respect to brain development. And so I notice specific trends that have been occurring on social media for the last week, right? I've been noticing specific things that are specific trends that has happened. One of the more recent ones is the posting pictures of yourself when you were 21. And I'm starting to really ask or wonder, do people understand what putting their pictures into AI does? Um, to me, it seems that we have totally not understood or is totally not realizing how our behavior is changing in respect to the way that we coexist or the way we interact with social media and the cell phone. So I took the liberty to doing some research and seeing that if anybody else or, of course, someone else has, but if scientists have talked about this and they have. And so from Science Direct, there was an article uh, that came out, let's see, in 2021 that asks or states cognitive functioning and social media has technology changed us. I won't get into the insights or all of the other uh, the meat and the bones of it, but I'll give you the conclusion um, from the study. And what the results of the study found was that um, sample sizes for two of the three levels of independent variables was adequate. Um, blah, blah, blah. I won't read all that. But uh Based on previous studies and mixed findings, the study hypothesized that those with higher social media use would have lower inhibition and higher working memory abilities after controlling for demographic variables. 
The researchers were unable to find a significant relationship between social media use, working memory function, or ability to inhibit information. Um, the study sought to examine social media users in general and did not assess for participants' media multitasking habits. It is unknown whether there are differences between those who are high multitaskers and those who are high social media users, especially considering the large overlap between social media users and media multitaskers and the different types of media multitaskers. Um, Regarding of the lack, and here is the key, regarding of the lack of significant findings in this study, the relationship between social media use and changes in human cognition and behavior bear further scrutiny. Cognitive, cognitive changes have a biodirectional effect on emotional health, which may be exacerbating or mediating findings from studies examining the emotional and behavioral effects of social media. This has implications for clinical assessment and treatment. Social media is becoming a pervasive part of many people's lives that could inhibit or facilitate therapy depending on the effect it has on cognition and mood moreover if social media is found to impact cognition negatively or positively it would be prudent to assess and make treatment recommendation about its use now this is simply about cognition but i really feel like there has been a substantial increase in the dopamine receptors of the human brain in respect to social media many people are looking for affirmation many people are looking for attention it's a certain word that i'm totally missing out um that i'm that i'm that it's on the tip of my tongue that i can't really say but I know you guys know what I'm talking about but many people are just looking to be seen and looking to be told positive things about themselves and this type of behavior has become um totally increased over the last 20 to 30 years and I see it more often than anything when you have adults not just children but you have adults participating um in dances, when you have adults doing all of these silly things on social media for attention, for the likes, for the comments, for whatever else, there is a problem taking place that we are truly not looking at or analyzing in the way that we need to. My beautiful Twitter people, can you guys hear me well? Let me know if you hear Echo. Um, shoot me an emoji really quickly before I continue on because I really want you guys to hear what I have to say for the remainder of the show because... I have a lot to say, and I'm legitimately pissed off about so many things that are taking place. Let me let me see an emoji really quickly for you guys that's in the room. Okay, I know exactly why that is. All right, tell me now. What about now? What about now? You should it should be able to hear it clearly. Let me know if you do. I think it should be much better. I really think it should be much better. Okay, it's still bad. Oh man, I'm sorry, Publius. Uh, let's see. What about now? It should be fine now. I think it should be good now. I'm going to continue in just a sec. It's echoing. I figured that. Is it echoing now? I always have. Like, it's been a while since I've been able to have perfect sound. Let me know if you guys hear my sound now. You should be able to hear it loud and clear. You should be able to hear it loud and clear. I'm going to continue on. But yes, and the reason um, I was looking at these studies is because I've been paying attention, paying attention to specific behaviors of things that I've seen on Twitter or X and IG. And I've been noticing behaviors from people that are close around me and how those behaviors have changed, even though we've gotten older. And yet it seems that there has been like a mass um, 
behavioral consistency in respect to the relationship, the way of the relationship that people have to social media. And I cannot for um, the love of understanding, understand why that is. And just going and doing research and looking at brain development, looking at the way brain um, cognition or whatever else has uh, changed over time. I think that things like this needs to be discussed because it has, um, a great parallel to aspects of our society, particularly with politics, particularly the way that we see the world and that we see ourselves within the world. Now, I wanted to set up tonight with that conversation because I want you guys to really understand or, or possess a sense of self-awareness about the things that I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is something that I realize a lot of people don't understand or a lot of people don't really pay attention to, but it's the word games that we play or the way words have affected the way we see specific um, situations in life or the, the, the type of scenarios that take place, especially in politics. I'm not just talking about the word games of calling um, women birthing persons or saying, you know, ridiculous bullshit like that. I'm going to take all of the fines tonight for the the, the expletives I, I utter because, again, I told you guys, I am thoroughly pissed off about a lot of things that I've been noticing. So I'm not talking about, you know, the BS in respect to those things. I'm talking about more so in a geopolitical fashion in the way we describe ourselves. For example, have you guys noticed anytime someone speaks about the United States of America or we talk about the U.S. or any other country talks about the U.S. They never speak about Christians or they never regulate United States to the religion, even though that is kind of goes unsaid or goes unspoken that the United States of America is a Christian nation. Pause that. Let me pivot a bit. It's interesting that we say there's a separation of church and state, but there really isn't. But I'll get into that another show. I find it interesting, however, when you talk about Israel or you say Jews, specifically when you say Jews, right, people automatically revert to thinking that you're talking about the religious people when you're not. And in turn, what this ends up doing is it cloaks the bad actors of Israel, of the Jewish people within their religion to totally prevent them from any type of criticism, to totally prevent them from any type of scrutiny. Have you guys noticed the word games we play in respect to that? For example, when President Trump um, installed the Muslim ban, why was it a Muslim ban? It was a Muslim ban or he stated or they used Muslim ban because um, much of the ban had to do with Muslim or, or predominantly Muslim countries. But why do we say Muslim, predominantly Muslim countries when there are people there who are not or who do not practice Islam? Why is it that we allow these word games to be played because it seems to me that we have disrespected language so much in this society within this particular era that we are not able to communicate properly in an effective fashion the way we're supposed to. Do you guys get what I'm, get what I'm saying? So, for example, if I state it or if you say something, and, and even this, when you make a broad generalization, intelligent people understand that you're not speaking about the entire group, but for whatever reason, with certain critiques and with certain generalizations, people get offended. If I were to come on here or somebody were to come on my show and says that Barrington, black men are full of our prisons. They're full, um, the prisons are full of them, excuse me. Or um, black men in Atlanta, Georgia, 
uh, commit most of the homicides. I wouldn't jump down their throat and say, hey, 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 not all black men. I would not care that they are they are like legitimately stating a fact that have been, that can be proven with statistics. So if I were to say that, for example, um, Jews dominate the political sphere in which they possess powerful packs and powerful NGOs that totally stirs or excuse me, steers um, politics the way those NGOs, the way those packs see fit. People will automatically start to say, oh, that's anti-Semitic. Well, no, it's not anti-Semitic. It's a fact. But I'm not speaking about the religion, the religion or people of the religion. I'm speaking about the people to adhere to a certain ideology. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? For example, again, when anybody talks about the U.S., they're not talking about Christians. When anybody talks about the U.S., they're not talking about white people. They're just talking about the United States of America and the ideology or the political ideology of that country. The same thing should go for Israel. When I speak or if anyone says something about Israel, they're not talking about people that adhere to the Jewish faith. But yet and still, for whatever reason, people have a tendency to automatically attach the two. And when people attach the two again, ladies and gentlemen, what ends up happening is that all criticisms, even if they're fair, all scrutiny, even if it's fair, is totally, totally diminished simply because people automatically state that, hey, that's anti-Semitic. That's not fair. That's not right. We have to stop playing these word games. We have to understand that language, especially in today's era, is very important. And we have totally destroyed and disrespected the English language to the point that everything's a joke now. We don't even we don't even respect women enough to be able to say that women breastfeed. Our elected officials say chest feed. Things like that. Things like that should not happen. It's one of the very, very, very slight things you should be outraged by. It doesn't deserve all of your outrage, but about 10% because it is what is giving way to the pure, unadulterated bullshit that we are all experiencing right now. And someone, notably all of us, has to begin speaking up about these types of things because the more that we let it go on, the more ridiculous things get. This allows me to transition into my next point. If you guys have not realized, the mythos of the United States of America is being altered in front of your face. Now, this is happening, in my opinion, because of a couple of things. We saw this first start with the George Floyd riots. We start, we, we start, we, we saw this happen when um, George Floyd died, and then they start tearing down statues, and they start putting up statues of George Floyd. Now, yesterday, um, the statue of Thomas Jefferson came down in New York. Um, I think it's uh, New York City, um, downtown New York City. I, I could be wrong, but I know it happened in New York City. That happened. And then we see Confederate statues have been taken um, taken um, away from specific areas. In my city, um, Grady High School is now Midtown High School. Just totally diminishing and removing um our history or specific aspects of our history and that's not right because 
these things or these people, these these relics play a part in our history. And what I'm noticing, and this is just my theory, is that the mythos of America is changing in real time. And this is how history, ladies and gentlemen, is written in the books. The victors always write history. The victors are always basically restructuring history the way that they see fit. And the reason I'm saying this is because what is going on right now as well with that being with that happening is that we're having an influx of illegal immigrants coming in and these people are going to be citizens, whether we like it to or not. I will talk about this in a little bit, but it should not happen. But the, until the people wake up and see what's going on within their own backyard, they're going to allow it to happen. It's pure bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, I told you guys a while back about the word mythos. Mythos is a pattern of beliefs expressing often symbolically the characteristics or prevalent attitudes in a group or culture. With understanding this, we have always known, all of us who've grown up in America, who've went to school in America, and even if you have been nationalized and you take the nationalization test, you understand what the mythos of America is. And you can probably guess two or three words where it's going to be the foundation of the American mythos. That is freedom, liberty. Freedom and liberty. But in 2024, we don't have too much freedom and liberty and people don't want to talk about it and people really don't see it as so. But if they really looked deep into it, they will see that those two words are not as strong as they used to be. So when I look at and I see that you're tearing down these statues and you're doing it in the name of freedom, when you're taking famous relics like um, Aunt Jamama pancakes or the food brand that had a black woman on there, you remove it and you're saying that it's racist. Future generations are growing up without any type of knowledge of these things. Then when you change the curriculum to not talk about these things or to make those things seem bad and you remove those things, you're furthering, destroying, and totally removing that history and you're instilling and installing a new history and nobody realizes what's happening. Because I say this, or, or I'm saying this because within the next 50 to 100 years, if this continues up the way that it is, what's going to end up happening is that there will not be a memory of Confederate within the civil war there will not be a memory of people like thomas jefferson but ultimately there will not be a memory that the united states once stood for something such as freedom and liberty open your eyes people really take a look at the things that are going on because you are being shafted in real time and right now you are not really witnessing or understanding that the way the past is being constructed is changing legitimately and literally this is why it is very important for people to understand the truth of the past. Again, history is nothing more than the tale of the victors. It is nothing more than the story that the winners want to be proliferated throughout the rest of time. The past is the past and there's no changing the past. However, you can act, you can um, assess the past to better understand human behavior and how human behavior has never changed ever before. And to, to kind of, um, guesstimate how people will act in the future. It is very important to see this. Again, you take away all these Confederate statues and you continuously tell people that the Confederate soldiers were bad and they fought because they wanted to have slaves. That is a lie. I said this last show. I said this last show, you see what's going down on in Texas. Read the Treaty of Paris. Understand that things are not what they seem, especially in certain aspects of history. And this is why, and I'm going to use they very delicately because I feel like we need to stop saying they're trying to do this to, to us or they are doing this or they're doing that. No, we really need to figure out who they is. 
I can be honest and say, I don't know. I just see what's happening and I just observe what's happening. Meanwhile, no one is saying anything. Of course, people should say, or people used to say, excuse me, oh, well, the Confederacy, the Confederacy lost. And why would, why would we have statues of people that lost when they were for negative things? Guys, that is utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Do your homework. Understand what the arguments were. Don't base your thoughts. Your unoriginal thoughts, that is, on things that have been told to you, passed down from other people that did not know. They did not take the time to look and look into these things. That is very important. Again, I've told you people before, original thought is a rarity in our societies these days. Everybody's thoughts or most thoughts, even your own beliefs, have nothing to do with your original thought. Your beliefs, legitimately, excuse me, were crafted from your parents, um, or the type of community that you were involved in. It is very rare for a person to take a step back and ask themselves, why do I believe what I believe? Why do I think this way? Do I really believe this? Do I really think that this is the truth? It's rare that people do that. We live in a time where people accept anything. And I, I take that back. I take that back. I'm wrong. People have been accepting anything, and this is how our society has been crafted forever. And in order for us to move forward, in order, to us, in order for us to be um, the sentient beings that we claim that we are, we have to ask ourselves the necessary questions. We have to ask ourselves and have a gut check and say, hey, are these my thoughts? And if they're not my thoughts, who put them there? Why did they put them there? And what to what gain will they do with me thinking this way? It is very important for us to understand with illegal immigrants entering our nation, with these, these people that, who are criminals because they're coming here illegally, it is very important to understand that while there's a mass influx of these people coming in and we're not having babies, family is weak, which means that our demographic is going to substantially change, which means that if they do stay here, they're going to look at our history and they're going to know us totally different history than us, which is going to set the president for a totally different type of country. Why? Because America has no mythos. The American mythos has been so watered down and disintegrated, we do not have an identity anymore. Understand that. Your conservatives, your liberals, they're all liars. They're all shit liars. They do not care about the positiveness of this country, the progression, excuse me, of this country. They do not care about establishing something distinct that their great-great-children, great-great-grandchildren can be proud of. All they care about is power and all they care about is money for themselves. I am stating this because it is important for America to truly realize that they are on the they are under attack from within america needs to understand that they need a new mythos they need a new understanding of culture and they need a new understanding of togetherness america needs a culture that's not bound by religion race identity or beliefs but values and i know that's hard because in my opinion, what it means to be human is to believe in something. People need something to believe in. But ironically, people rarely believe in themselves. You have to understand that, that if we're ever going to save this country, if we're ever going to save ourselves, if we're ever going to save this country, wow, they totally muted my mic on Twitter, guys. Sorry about that. If we're ever going to save this country and we're ever going to save ourselves, we have to understand, we have to know 
that the United States of America needs American nationalism more than anything. Please understand what nationalism is. Please understand that it is the only thing that is going to save us. It won't be belonging to race. It won't be belonging to a religion. It won't be belonging to a belief, but establishing specific values that we all could believe in. And that starts with family. Beautiful people, you should be pissed off. You should be outraged. Illinois provides $9,000 in rental assistance to migrants seeking temporary housing. You should be pissed off. You should be outraged. Governor Healy asked residents to house migrant families amid growing shelter crisis. You should be pissed off. That was, gov- that was the governor of Massachusetts. You should be outraged. Chicago uses $95 million in COVID-19 pandemic aid to staff migrant shelters. You should be pissed off. You should be outraged. CBS2 investigates Chicago spent $138 million so far on newly arrived migrants. You should be pissed off. You should be outraged. NGOs use American tax dollars to relocate migrants. Non-governmental organizations relocate migrants using taxpayer dollars. You are getting extorted from your government. Extorted. You claim in a silly fashion that much of the tax dollars you knew you use is needed. Oh, we have to be able to fix roads. We have to be able to, to fix our highways. Guys, 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 it's 2024. You have a supercomputer in your pocket. You're listening to me from a supercomputer. This has never been, never been thought of 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Excuse me, 50 years ago. The people that lived back then would have never thought that this was possible. How dare you state, how dare you state that being extorted or having your tax dollars extorted from you is essential. And then on top of that, those same tax dollars that are being used or that is not used for you is used for criminals. Yes, these illegal immigrants are criminals. They're not becoming citizens the right way. Uncle Joe left the back door open for them. You should be pissed off. You should be outraged. You really should. Last week, I gave you guys, in my opinion, a lot of solutions. But this week, I had to hit you with the problems because I feel like this is not being talked about a lot. You have your pundits on social media talking about Taylor Swift. You, they're still talking about Hunter Biden. I don't give a damn about none of these things. The money you need to take care of your family is being used for other means. And nobody's asking why or nobody's asking like how this is happening. Or why they, are in a, why they are allowing it. You have your elected officials, your mayors, your governors talking about something that's happening in the Middle East. I don't give a damn about any of those things. You shouldn't either. Why aren't you getting 100% of your paychecks or more of your paychecks? Why is that money going to criminals? Why is our government, why is our government allowing these people into our nation? Why... U.S. service member guards illegal immigrants at major airport. Happened here in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. You should be pissed. You should be outraged. This is why I legitimately hate the term criminal justice. Criminals do not deserve justice. Victims deserve justice. And right now, every single individual within America are victims of their own government. 
I'm not saying that you should overthrow the government or, or do anything ridiculous, but you should hold the government's feet to the fire. Again, people, if you have not realized this yet, the Treaty of Paris was an agreement between the 13 colonies in Britain that the United States federal government will be an agent of the colonies. What does that mean? We're going to get together and we're going to have a representative. The representative is going to be a federal government representing us. However, if that federal government ever gets out of hand, we can buy out. I believe this happened in 1787. Less than 100 years later, you had the Civil War and you had Abraham Lincoln, who's known as regarded as one of the greatest presidents ever, lie. Revisionist history, excuse me. That's the that's the that's the, the historical accuracy from that history from the winners, but the past states that it wasn't that way. You got to look up alternative history. You got to look up the other side of the stories to find that middle ground of what the truth is, ladies and gentlemen. And this is why I say that Americans have to get together and truly understand what what it will take to have a successful nation going forward. I hate to say this, I really hate to say this, but it's the truth. Americans from here on out have to be bigoted and xenophobic. You may not like this, but in order to save your country, you have to be bigoted and xenophobic. Why are you saying that, Barrington? Oh my gosh, like that is crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. We first have to establish a culture. We first have to establish a distinct culture in America. This means that family has to be the bedrock. A mother, a father, children. Then with those same ideologies, with those same values, establish a community. Only when that community is established, you can go up and you can build up going to towns, going to cities, then finally a state, then finally a region, and then the entire United States of America. Americans have to understand and go back to the basics and understand what is the foundation of this nation. What do we stand for? We can't no longer stand for inclusivity, acceptance, and tolerance. No, 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 no. We've, toler- we've tolerated bullshit too, for too long and too much bullshit. We really have. In 2024, guys, we are allowing men to compete with women. We are not giving women who are the gatekeepers of other lives entering this world the respect they deserve as being those gatekeepers. We are legitimately, we are legitimately making the mentally ill sane. We have to go back to the basis to get back on track because as it stands, much of our value system has been totally disintegrated to the point that we don't even value family anymore. And family has always been the bedrock of the human civilization, no matter the state, no matter the country, no matter the culture, family has always worked. Conservatism at its heart has always been the continuation of the things that have worked. It's not about beliefs. It's not about being a Christian. No, 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 no. It's about doing the things that works. And we are no longer doing the things that work. We have gotten so besides ourselves, worrying about freedom, that we have totally diminished the value of responsibility. No one cares about being responsible anymore. Everybody wants to do what they want to do without consequences. And this is why I always state that in order for America to right 
is wrongs and get on track, everybody has to feel the pain of their decisions. Everybody has to feel the consequences of their decisions, good or bad. That is the only way people are going to get it. Because when you see somebody else suffer, you're not that intelligent unless you understand that you best learn from people's mistakes by not committing those same mistakes, but seeing other people's consequences from the mistakes that they made. That's a true sign of intelligence. That's the only way we can move forward as a country. That's, that's the only way we can establish an American culture that is not based on race, religion, or any type of identity beliefs. But a culture that's based on righteousness, a culture that's based on doing what works, a culture that's, un- that's based on understanding in t- how intelligence and education is going to take us further, a-, a culture that's going to understand the ins and outs in their governments and how their governments are playing them, a culture that's going to understand money and value the value of money and understanding what really backs the monetary system of the United States. I could go on. I could go on. But I'm going to get into this a little bit later on another show and going to go on a deep dive. I'm going to talk about American nationalism. I'm going to talk about um, the things that I feel that American nationalism should encompass and how American nationalism itself is going to deliver the United States from the issues that they have. Now, I know you guys, let me make sure and look at my notes because I don't want to miss anything. Yes. I know you guys know that today is February 1st and it is officially um, Black History Month. And I totally loathe and detest Black History Month. I hate it. I really hate it, guys. Because it is outdated, it is archaic, and it does not serve any purpose in this country anymore. However, it totally reaffirms the obsession with identity, which totally continues to divide us. Now, the reason I say this is because, in my estimation, it is very low IQ. When I was a little kid, didn't understand it too much. But now, as I get older and as I become wiser and as I, I am able to analyze myself in this society and analyze the society itself, I see that things like this was created in order to appease a group of people based on their identity, which keeps them mentally locked and and indoctrinated into being what the status quo need them to be to further manipulate them and to further profit off of them what do i mean black history month is nothing more than a way for black people to find some sense of self-worthiness or some sense of self-confidence that is strictly based on their identity Black History Month teaches black people to be proud of other people's achievements as if they're their own. When they have not contributed anything themselves, but because they're black and somebody black did something, they can say, hey, we did this. No, we didn't do shit. We didn't do a damn thing. Garrett Morgan is the one that invented the traffic light and the gas mask. I didn't do a damn thing. I had nothing to do with that. By him doing that, does it make me a better person? No. Just because we share the same skin color does not mean we have anything in common or does not mean that I am any much more greater because of his achievements. And that goes for any other race. That goes for any other per- people that celebrate or um, 
observe any religion that goes for anybody that goes for the sexes too just because i am a man and other great men did anything that does not make me great just because there are women and other women have done great things that does not make all women great your achievements are based on your individual actions this notion this idea that you somehow belong to a great group of people or quote-unquote chosen people because of other people that have come before you is pure bs and it needs to cease this is why i hate it it's like it's like black people are taking the bare minimum they don't know anything or they don't know how to look at the bigger picture in respect to greatness to understand or to even feel or to even desire more but they just take the bare minimum they take the bare crumbs and say hey hey at least we made it. No, we didn't make a damn thing. It is 2024. We live in a society that allows men to galvanize around as if they are women. If that is the case, if that is the case, you have the power to do whatever it is you want in this life. No matter what obstacles lay in your way, you have the power to do whatever it is. And to be quite frankly honest, it's easier than it's ever been. You live in the freest era in human history. And then you live in the United States of America out of all places. And I know it's ironic. I've been talking bad about the U.S. earlier. But, hey, there are still some positives to this country. But get this. The worst enemies of this country is not, our, it's not China. It's not other countries. The worst enemy of this country is not even the United States government. The worst and biggest enemy of this country are the American people because they lack the grit, they lack the drive, they lack the discipline, they lack the understanding of the self-awareness of the power that they have themselves. But going back to black history before I get off on a tangent, I really detest it because for 28 days, I see people brag about the accomplishments of other people and they have no accomplishment of their own. I do not get it. I do not understand it. I do not understand why this has become a part of our culture. This is a horrible aspect of our culture. Having some type of racial pride because of the achievements of a person within your race. As if that person is a representative of the race itself. What are we doing? I thought we were supposed to be the most greatest beings on this planet. We sometimes exude behaviors that absolutely make us look like savages, that absolutely make us look like that we have not really changed much from Neanderthals. Things like this really piss me off because I expect more from people. I expect more from our society. But it seems as if we continuously run into these walls that we do not have to run into, and it makes absolutely zero sense. And I get it because much of these things, i.e. Black History Month, i.e. Um, having some sense of tribal affiliation to race, much of these things totally deal with our carnal instincts. And even I would like to argue against that. Not once have I ever felt safe or ever felt any type of way simply because I'm in an area where predominantly of the people, they look like me. But in all actuality, and I'm about to get into this, this is a great segue point. A tremendous segue point at that. When we look at predominantly black areas, in spite of the socioeconomic status of that area, in spite of the education status of that area, we see there are far 
more greater variables seen in these communities than other communities. So what do, what do you mean, Barry? What do you mean? Let's talk about it. The crime in, in Atlanta, and this is the this is the thing that I want to talk about today more than more than anything, based on some things that happened today. The crime in Atlanta is getting out of hand. It's already out of hand, but it's ridiculous. And it's becoming ridiculous. Why? Because the babies, the babies are harming each other. The babies are killing each other. Just today, at McEachern High School in, Cal- in Cobb County, two boys were shot at McEachern High School. Mind you, these boys did not even go to the school. There is a video being shared around the internet right now as I speak of the incident. And it is the most disgusting video I have watched of children in a long time. Everything that is wrong with a certain demographic of black people is in that video. Listen to what I said closely. Everything that is wrong with a certain demographic of black people is in that video. And it is. Just last week, another young teen was murdered. By two more teens, all black boys, under the age of 16. I repeat, under the age of 16. We have a problem in this country, but for whatever reason, we don't want to address it. It is a problem of culture. It is a problem of habits. And it primarily shows with one particular group of people. But if you say these things, they say, you, oh, Barry, you're a coon. You hate yourself. No, 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 no. I love myself more than I love anything else in this world. Every day or every Thursday when I leave off from this show, I tell you guys to learn to love yourself so you can learn to love others. And that's how I know I, I know what love is and on so on and so forth. But that's neither here nor there. The fact that I talk about these things the way that I do shows that I care. Atlanta homicides, 2022. Black people make up 48.2% of the population of Atlanta, but 97% are known offenders of homicides. White, Hispanic, Asian, and Native Americans make up 51%, 51.8% of Atlanta, but 3% are known offenders. Do you guys see what the problem is? Do you guys understand what the problem is? Again, there needs to be drastic changes that occur within the quote-unquote, and I know I, I'm contradicting myself when I say this, but there needs to be drastic changes of happening with the quote-unquote black community because it is getting bad. Your children are beginning to kill themselves. Your children are beginning to kill each other. There is no reason in the world kids who don't go to a high school or are coming up to a high school to get in some messy drama with other kids and begin to take out guns. And I hear people, oh, what are they getting the guns from? I don't give a damn where they're getting the guns from. The guns are not the issue. Where the hell are the parents? That's why I need to know, where are the parents? At some point in time, we have to get to the root of the problem. And the problem is these families and the problem are these parents. I personally say that these parents need to be locked up. These parents 1,000% need to be locked up. And this goes to show what a point I was making on Twitter. Right now, and again, it goes to show why politics is so nasty. We're continuously talking about abortion. 
Guys, it's very simple. Abortion needs to be legalized for a multitude of reasons, just with restrictions. One, it shouldn't come out of taxpayer money. Two, it should be about 10 to 13 week limit. I don't know. I don't really care, but it should be 10 to 13 weeks, as long as the baby is not a full child in a woman's belly. But again, I'm not getting into the specifics of that because I don't care. But at the same time, I think about all these kids who don't come from good backgrounds. And you, you, you conservatives that are listening to this or the right who I hear all the time to act pious, act holier than thou, you're not. You're not who you say that you are. You're a fraud. You're not godly. You lack logic and it gets into the way of your understanding about real world events. You're so blinded, you're so shaded to the truth of the world and to the, the struggles of everybody else you don't understand. What do I mean by that? These kids are lacking the foundation that they need to be successful. And all they do is end up being products of the system. Well, well, we have to give them a chance at life. Okay, we can. But let's look at the stats. Let's look at the probability of a kid without a great father figure, without a great home life, without a great family life. Let's see where, where 10 to 100 of those kids go to or wh- how their life ends up. We keep trying to be, have this false sense of piety that lives are being ruined. And I'm not saying abortion is the answer, but have you ever asked yourselves, anybody that's listening, have you ever asked yourselves, when you think about all the black babies that have been aborted for the last 30 years, and I know some of you are not going to agree with me on this, when you think about all the black babies that have been aborted, and you look at the statistics of why those abortions happen, and you totally have to understand the logic and realizing that there's a high probability those kids, especially if they're black boys, will either end up being dead, in jail, or at some point in time, a statistic that we will be talking about sometime in the future. Now, I know many of you may not agree with this, but I'm speaking facts to you. I'm telling you very truthful things. There are certain necessary sacrifices that need to be made in this country going forward in order for us to get back on track. I do not want to see babies kill themselves in the streets because they lack the proper upbringing, because people lack the responsibility to understand that when you lay down and you have sex, that a consequence of sex is a child. And you're having people who don't understand that or people who don't even care to understand that. And lives are being ruined in the process, all because people want to be fake pious about a situation when they lack the piety needed to speak on these types of things. Something has to give, ladies and gentlemen. Something has to give. I understand that you all and we all rather are dealing with our own problems. I understand that we all have our own bubble to attend to. But if you don't look up and see the things that are taking place within society, if you are not outraged that, excuse me, the tax dollars that are being extorted from you are being used, not for your benefit, but for the benefit of illegal immigrants, we are in trouble. We're not even looking out for our vets and for our homeless. 
This is a slap in the face to every American. People have literally given their lives to ensure that we sleep safely at night. And we are giving illegal criminals $9,000 starter pack, 9K in this economy where people can barely pay rent, where I just told you all of an article last week where people have to spend half their paycheck just to pay rent, but you're giving illegal immigrants $9,000 to start out in America? The black mother and the black father that's doing all they can to make ends meet barely sees $9,000 in a month, but you give an illegal immigrant, a criminal, a criminal free pass to come in America and you give them 9K? You're housing them up in hotels, giving them free flights, taking little black children out of school just so they can be or live under a roof? Meanwhile, 37% of our children are graduating without being able to read. 43%, excuse me, 37, that's math. 43% are graduating without being able to do math? Come on, y'all. Y'all got to see what's really happening. And there's no way in the world should you be okay with turning on your news, going to social media, and seeing that the people that you trust to give you the necessary information to make the necessary decisions about your life and your world, talking about Taylor Swift, talking about Hunter Biden. Enough is enough, ladies and gentlemen. You listen to ATL Talks. Atlanta's number one streaming talk radio station. This is the Barrington Report. I am Barrington Martin II. I thank you all for listening. You can listen to me on Apple, Google App, Alexa, Apple CarPlay, and of course, www.atltalks.com. Totally appreciate you guys for listening. I have a surprise coming up for you all within the next couple of weeks. I don't know, but if you check social media, I'll announce it here whenever I see it, and I will announce it on social media as well. This episode, of course, will be posted on my Substack, and it will be posted also on um, iTunes podcasting and Spotify as well. I want to send you guys or show you guys the articles that supplement this, and I have some also articles. I don't know. I really don't know who's going to publish um, much of the things I need to say because I wrote some banger articles that have to deal with education and the immigration crisis, and I'm going to write a piece coming soon on America's, excuse me, on American nationalism. And I'm really going to get that movement off the ground because I think that's important. And I really feel like um, not only it's going to be American nationalism, but it's going to spread to other aspects or other parts of the West. Or my hope is that because this is something that really needs to pick up. And the only way we're going to be able to make the necessary changes in this life or in this world, in the present era, is that we work together. And um, if I could be the spark to that, don't, want to, don't care to be the leader. Don't care to be the face. Because I still want to be able to um, walk in the world in peace and things of that nature. But if I could just be the spark, that's all that matters to me. So, beautiful people, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I hope you guys do something you enjoy. The weather's been pretty good. It's not. It's been cold and chilly, but during the daytime, we're getting up to 70 degrees. And, you know, springtime is on the way. Groundhog's Day is tomorrow. Don't really give a damn what the groundhog sees. The weather is going to be the weather. But beautiful people, always remember to love yourselves so you can learn to love each other. I will, or you guys will hear from me next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please, 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 please 
tell a friend, invite a friend to join our family, to become a part of our community, because it's going to be a lot of great things that we're going to do in the future together. I will hear from you guys, so you guys are here from me Thursday, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, only on ATL Talks Radio. Love you all. Peace.